Matthew 14 and verse 29 to 31. The Bible says, and I read from the New King James Version. So he said, come. And when Peter had come out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when, G- when he saw and but when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out saying, "Lord, save me." And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and he said to him, "All you of little faith, why did you doubt?" That's Matthew 14, verse 29 to 31. All you of little faith, why did you doubt? I want to read the same scripture, but in the Message Bible. I want to read it in the Message Bible. So I'll, I'll read, I'll take you to the same scripture, but in the Message Bible, that's 14 from 29. The Bible says, he said, come ahead. Jumping out of the boat, Peter walked on the water to Jesus. But when he looked down at the waves, Chaining beneath his feet, he lost his nerve and started to sink. He cried, Master, save me. Verse 1, Jesus didn't hesitate. He reached down and grabbed his hand and said, Faint-hearted, what got, you, what got into you? I like that one. Faint-hearted, what got into you? Stepping out of your comfort zone in faith. In the scripture that we've read, we see Jesus one particular day. He decides to go on the other side. He leaves his disciples in the boat and he tells them, let me go the other side to pray. Because prayer, there's prayer you pray corporately with others and with your family. And there's prayer you pray alone. There is a time that sometimes even you, you don't want your husband to hear your prayer request. Am I, am, I am I saying the truth? You don't want your spouse to hear your prayers. Because some prayers, when you pray in the presence of others, people can still pray and say, hey. <laughs> so that's what you are praying for. So Jesus tells his disciples, oh guys, let me go the other side. Let me go pray. Then we'll catch up. And he leaves them in the boat. And they waited and after some time, they see Jesus coming back. But he doesn't come back like where he goes and waits for them to pull and come with the boat to where he was. Instead, he begins to walk on water and goes towards them. So they look and say, look here. I mean, this is, that's Jesus. But you see, when you've stayed, you've, you are with someone for a long time. Even what you've been told they are capable of doing, because you become familiar, you begin to think it's just a story. 
They know they're hanging around the master. They know in their hearts, this one, this guy is God. <laughs> Amen. You understand? But they doubt even what he tells them. So they see him coming, walking on water, and they say, ah, he's walking on water. And the guy said, no, 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 no. This one is a ghost. He's not the one. This is a ghost. They said, no. He's not a ghost. You know, you always need somebody in your team or in your family who can take steps that everyone else doubts. Amen. So Peter said, okay, Jesus, if you are the one, call me to come. Amen. Amen. Call me to come where you are. And Jesus said, Peter, come. Peter said, eh, if you are the one. So he started going. Ah. Peter was walking on water. He said, ah. So now as he was walking on water, then the wind blew. And Peter lost his focus and began to sink. And the Bible tells us that as he began to sink, because listen, if you call me, to come to you, and I begin to sink, and you pull me, it means Peter reached where Jesus was. Because if Jesus was this far, and Peter was, how, how did he pull him when he was sinking? <laughs> you understand? Amen? Most people say Peter did not have faith. No. A little faith is better than no faith. Amen. A little faith is better than no faith. Because the rest of the guys were in the boat like most of us. And only Peter said, okay, Jesus, I will come to you. Let me come. I don't care whether I will sink, but I'm coming. As I share this this morning, I want to encourage you that in life, every advancement, every progress requires taking a step. If you refuse to take a step out, nothing changes. Whether it's marriage, whether it's your family, whether it's finances, whether it's career, academics, your health, everything that happens and makes a difference starts with one step. The failure to take a step can keep you stuck in one, on one spot for the rest of your life. Can I hear an amen? amen. There are thinkers and there are people who are big thinkers. And there are people who are doers who think whilst they're moving. And there are others who can think and wait to move after they finish thinking. Can I hear an amen? I don't know which one you are. Ask your neighbor, which one are you? <laughs> Deep thinkers who will think how it can work and how it doesn't work and what will happen and analyze it. It's okay. But a step must be taken. Can I hear an amen? amen? A step must be taken. People that have become presidents today took a step to go into politics. They stepped out of the comfort zone and got into politics. I've been following politics. I don't know, sometimes there's always that politician inside each one of us, but mine is not as strong as the elder Sokos. You know? <laughs> you might be one of our MPs one day somewhere here in Perth. Amen. But I've been following Kenya where everything was against the one who's become president. Everything, including government machinery. Even his own president told him, you will not be, I'll support this other one. But bam, things happened. And he was told, you will not even be nominated, you won't be. But he went forth. And here we are. Today is president. Even him says, this one, only God did it. Amen. But the thing is that he took a step. 
Even those of us seated here, when you were coming to Perth, it took a step because you were between yes and no. You thought of it. You see, being in the boat is so nice. You don't bother. It's safe in the boat. In the boat, you are very secure. You know, a boat, it's the, a boat represents many things. It can be your job. It can be your house. It can be a, a place of safety where no risks involved. We are safe. You can sleep and wake up. You are in the boat. But in the boat, there are no exploits. You will never see the power of God as long as you are in a place where everything is predictable. Where you don't need to work hard. Where you, all you, you are holding in your hand is a toothpick. No. Sometimes you need a pick to dig out some minerals. Mm-hmm. Then after you finish, then you can eat and carry a toothpick. Amen. Can I hear an amen? amen? You need something in your teeth for you to carry a toothpick. Can I hear an amen? So the first thing here is step out of the boat. That's my point number one. Step out of the boat. Tell your neighbor, step out of the boat. Step out of the boat. A boat is a place of comfort, a place where you rely on things and you don't want to stretch out to do something new. A boat represents safety and security apart from God. Stepping out is an act of faith and is never comfortable. Stepping out to do something new, even if it's starting school, you'll be afraid you don't know how to write assignments. You don't know how to reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> Amen. You are wondering, even when you are starting, you are saying, what am I doing now? How will this thing happen? But when you finish, you even wonder, how, how come, how did I get here? But the key is that you must step out of the boat. The failure to step out of the boat makes you a failure. Amen. Amen. Step out of the boat. Tell neighbor, step out. out. Stepping out brings fear and doubt. Stepping out to cause people to say things and you start to wonder, what will they say? What will they think? Like, let me give an example. If you today you decided you want to stop working and start doing your business, you know that that is stepping out. The first one to tell you, be wife, are you sure with this your thing you want to start? Do you think we'll pay this mortgage? Because, ah, the boat is the comfort of the message just in twin. Every fortnight, twin. When she hears it, she even knows that one. That comes at 15 hours. Is a pay. <laughs> <laughs> when she hears it, she says, honey, is that your phone? <laughs> and then you say, which one? Because <laughs> well, you know, there's a message that comes at a particular time that you know what it is. Yeah. This one, you know it's the one. But you see, that message can be your boat. Where you are comfortable because you don't want to try something. And you are secure because you think if I take the step, you are not sure what will happen if you took the step out. But you see, it's scary, but it's okay. Amen? Amen. It's scary. Just like we are saying, we are taking a step, moving to our new place. Everything within me, when I punch the numbers there, says, where are you going? Punching numbers is better. (laughs) Amen? Punching numbers is nice. Amen? And you know, everything is nice. But you see, there are times that when God is saying move, he doesn't show you why he's saying move. Until you move, that's when you see what he will say. Some of you, when God said Australia, you even told your husband, Australia, let's just stay here. Me, I work in government. 
Go. You let's see how you do where you are going. You know, only God trusts you 100%. Your partner doesn't trust you 100%. If they told you they trust your husband, say, wife says, I trust you 100%, they are lying. Because there are things you are, they are lying me. They are lying, I'm telling you. <laughs> because there are things you've told them you are going to do. They just say, do it, but they say, we will see if this single <laughs> Let's be honest here. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear a better amen? amen. Only God trusts you properly. Not that child of a human being. No. That one says, okay, yes, but <laughs> let's see how it goes. For me, I'm not associated with this until we cross the river. <laughs> Can I hear an amen? And it's normal and it's human to be afraid of stepping out. Fear will come. Doubt will come. What if it doesn't work? What if? But the what if it works? Mm. Yes. <laughs> what if it works? Uh-huh. Amen? Amen? What if it works? Mm. Ah! There are people who say, no, having three children, uh, how shall we feed them? Ah! Me, I wonder how our parents, no savings and no money, no entrepreneurship, 14 of you, and you ate and you were overweight. How did we manage? I mean, if you check how our parents fed us, I wonder how we slept and there was no sick flu here, there, even the blanket was shared. Things were shared in every angle. <laughs> but we were alive and we are still here. There were even homes you were sent for holiday. There was no phone to tell them you are coming. You just arrived. <laughs> so uh, you've come, say yes. They said I come for holiday. Okay, come in. Some of you need notice now, one month for someone to come to your home. Can I hear an amen? amen? Even when they arrive, to, you can't feed 20 people in your house. You can't. We stay 20, 20 people in your house, we come, five of us to stay. Me, just me, I carry my, my family. We come stay in your house for two weeks. The time we are living, your savings will be finished. That tells you your parents were richer than you. If you can't feed beyond your family for one month, you are one of those who are struggling. (laughs) Only that your own is graduated. Tell never step out. Stepping out of your comfort zone is refusing the mediocrity, refusing the poverty, things that have been considered to be normal and they are not okay and you consider them normal. You must step out. Amen? There will be naysayers, people who speak ill of you, people who say this thing will not work. Yes, they will speak. I'm sure when Peter was saying, let me go to Jesus' friend and say, ah, you just stay here. Where are you going? You will drown there. You will sink there. There are people who always say things. Don't be afraid of naysayers. Every step you take, whether it's career, they will tell you. Even when you're marrying someone, some of you, your marriage, you had to fight your own battle. Just to marry this guy. Some relatives said, that guy, where would he take you? And see how some of us looked before we married Jesus. (laughs) I don't know about you, but myself, I can imagine some of you. <laughs> Someone saying he's in the photos. <laughs> can I hear an amen? But even when the woman had faith, there were relatives who said, that guy, 
has no future. And you see, people can say what they want to say. They have a right to their opinion, but their opinion does not determine your destiny. Can I hear an amen? I said people's opinion does not determine your destiny. If you believe, can I hear an amen? Sometimes we fear failure. We fear to fail. There is a side of Jesus you will never see if you keep sitting in the boat. There is the power of God you will never see if you just sit in the boat. If you don't take steps of faith, listen, we are in a place where here, I, I, I keep reminding myself time and again. You know, I'm coming from a place of faith and I've been a product of faith. And you can come to a place where you begin to live your life and your faith has departed because everything just happens. You understand what I mean? You see, we're coming from a place. Don't pretend like it. I thank God for those who are born here. But most of you know that even just to get on a bus on certain days from Ndola to Rwanda, you needed a breakthrough. <laughs> I'm telling you, you needed a breakthrough, a job you fasted. Here you can refuse jobs. You can accept and refuse shifts. Hey, if God is not God, you can refuse shifts here. They give it there. Where you're coming from? Where you enter a place, they have even put barbecue at the gates. No jobs. Numerators, you see, a swarm of people like bees queuing for jobs, and I was my heart broke. I said, the world is not fair. There's a place where they are crying that there are no workers, and there is a place where there are 15 jobs and there are 1,000 people queuing for. So, when you look at where you are, listen to me, child of God, you should always remember that Jesus brought you where you are. And the same Jesus brought you, that brought you where you are can take you to the next step. All he not wants is for you to take a step. Can I hear them? He wants you to take a step of faith and say, Lord, I believe you. I trust you. It's risky, but I will do it in Jesus' name. Amen. The second thing is that venture into the unknown. Amen. Learn to venture out in faith. Learn to try things. Amen. Learn to venture out in health matters. Venture out. Give yourselves goals. Say no sugar. No cooking oil like food is swimming here. Here we are dealing with health goals. No sugar, no cooking oil, no meat. <laughs> if these things is stepping out of normalcy. The rule of normalcy requires you not to change. Normal things, people expect you to do the same things you've done and get different results. But it doesn't work like that. Can I hear an amen? amen. Can I hear a better amen? Amen. Learn to venture out. It's safe in the boat, but it's safer with Jesus when you step out. Learn to do new things. Do shifts, do shifts, but start to think, what can I do to better my life? What can I do to be spiritually viable? What can I do? You see, even in church, venture out, what do you want to do for God? You venture out, you step out, say, Lord, I'm available, let me start doing this. 
It's little by little. It's taking a step. Lord, I will do this. Lord, I will do this for you. Venturing out. Say, tell, tell your neighbor, venture out. Do something new. Don't be traditional. Don't be whatever you are all locked up in this. You know, there are people way back, you know, said even in the bed, 20 years is facing one direction. <laughs> facing one direction. But when you turn it, I don't dream properly. <laughs> May God deliver you in Jesus' name. May God deliver you in Jesus' name. There are even some of you, since you came to Australia, you just face one direction. They obey one direction. The ancestors must leave you. <laughs> I said the ancestors must leave you. You see, tradition is good, but there are certain things that we do as tradition that keep us stuck. Because you don't want change. Can I hear an amen? amen. I was, my son was saying, said, Dad, do you know that uh, I was reading something and uh, that Prince, is it Prince William or Harry, that they don't let their children watch cartoons, they only read books, and they don't let them do, they are not even on social media and what, and all that. I said, no. Oh. I said, I think because you are a prince, and also me here, I think we must introduce that. He says, no. I said, but you are telling me what he, the guy, the guy on top, what he wants, is doing with his children. It's because he's seen what the other things can do to his children. He says, they don't even watch TV. I said, hey, even me, because I've discovered some cartoons that are coming up are not good. I said, even me, I think I need to be cutting down on someone. He says, no. I said, but why are you telling me? <laughs> because it's traditional and it's normal for kids to believe they must have access to everything as long as it's there. If they're going to have access to everything as long as they're there, they'll become like everyone and do what everyone is doing. And most of what everyone is doing is not right. Amen. Listen, if there's anything that you will do and must do, is let not people insult you in your death because of what your children do. Amen. There are people I've heard who say, back home they'll say, I don't know now, the parents who gave birth to you, you are a waste. Because of the behavior of the child, then they start to refer to whoever brought them up. Your pride is not in what you gather, but what you invest in your children. Amen. Because no matter what you can do, no matter how much money, if your children are messed up, your, your head will be like this. Because there will be nothing good to talk about what your kids are doing. So step out, do new things even to do with how you raise your kids. Read books, find out, but go the way you were raised. Even if it's not common, it's not normal, do it for this. They will appreciate it later. Listen, you didn't come here to lose what has made you become what you are. Say, no, this is Australia, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard of a people here from Africa who when their children is being they put them on the plane. Now for us, what you do as a chief, your children misbehave and they are not helping you. We send instead you, the parents, put you on the plane. <laughs> 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 Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? Because you are the one responsible for them. Can I hear an amen? amen. Hey. <laughs> we just get your dasoko. You can do that very well. You can go there. Amen. Praise the Lord. Don't ever venture out. Do new things. Do new things. Don't be stuck in the tradition. Don't be stuck in things that don't help out. Do new things. The last thing is that fix your eyes on Jesus. 
One of the th- reasons why we don't step out, our focus sometimes can be all over. Peter was walking on water, going to Jesus. Then the Bible says, when the wind blew, he became distracted and began to sink. One thing that you must protect is your focus. Focus. There will be distractions. And you know what? Doing God's work is not easy. Being a Christian in this generation is not easy. Being a Christian in Australia is not easy at all. At all, at all. With all these shifts. You can shift your focus to money. And let me tell you, the more money you have, the more problems. The more miserable, the more stress. Mental health issues in church. Because even when you put the money there, moreover here you don't handle it physically. It's in the account. The money enters. Another one in tree is gone. What's happening here? But listen, focus. 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 Why am I doing this? Why am I here? Why? Listen, when God sent you here, way back in the early years, missionaries came from places like Australia and America and brought the gospel to Africa. And they came not only for the gospel, they came to do their work and business. The same way you came. So when you came, you didn't just come for money. You came to represent God. You came to represent Jesus. So every time you get taken away, say, no, 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 no. It's money, kill me or I kill you. You will die before the money. Money never dies. Focus. No matter how busy you can get, remind yourself, so I'm going in this direction. Because you can sink. Can I hear an amen? amen. Can I hear a better amen? amen? Can I hear a better amen? amen. Tell your neighbor, Focus. So focus on Jesus. As you step out, you'll be scared. Yes, it's scaring. It's risky to go out. You leave a place like Boulevard and you're going to Belmont. It's scary. It's risky. But we have to step out. Our eyes are focused on Jesus. Can I hear an amen? I said our eyes are focused on Jesus. So focus on Jesus. He's the one who knows. He's the beginning and the end. He's the healer. He's the provider. He's the way maker. He's the one who turns the hearts of people towards you. You want favor? Just talk to Jesus. He will touch people's hearts. Focus on Jesus. One thing that has helped me in this Christian faith. You know being a pastor. <laughs> me, I fought battles. One time, one member. Very wonderful member. He was huge. He had issues with his family. Issues. I moved in, tried to help with issues, and I think that day, that time, was I even married? I was not married yet. You know when you're not a married pastor, there are suspicious people who just look at you and think, this guy, if he's not married, he should not hang around and marry people around who are female. So, this one, we spoke and helped him out, and now he had issues. So when he had these issues, he, he, he gets to, to talk with the wife. Then the wife says, no. You are a problem. The people at church have been trying to help us. You don't want to listen. You know, women sometimes can talk without wisdom. Not the ones here. <laughs> Not the ones here. I mean the ones back there. <laughs> These ones here are powerful. <laughs> My people are powerful. I mean the ones there. <laughs> you know sometimes the women, women, those women, can talk then they think after they have talked. <laughs> so she tells him, no, even pastor was saying to you, 
They think you don't listen to him because he's not married. But you, you don't listen. Hey, chi, 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 chi. <laughs> the man says, this same your pastor you give to And he was a member of the church. He says, this same your pastor. I will beat him. He says, you want to beat pastor? He says, I can beat him if you say in fear, then he says in fear. He says, okay. The guy gets up, says, I'm going to beat him, and he will tell you that I've beaten him. So me, I'm in my house, <laughs> moving around, I'm staying with my young brother, moving around, getting ready, you know, breakfast. I just hear a call, oh, hey, yes, madam, my shame, Say, pastor, where are you? I said, I'm home. Said, I said, is there anything? Okay, because you know there are people when they call you, you know there are problems. Mm. So I said, maybe there's a problem they're calling. I said, is there any, do I need to come there? Ah, wait, ah, wait, wait. If you're home, for many people. I said, ah, what is it? Say, my husband is on the way. I said, to where? I said, to your husband. I said, what is it? Says, he's coming to beat you. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? Says, beating, beating, he has beating. He says, yes. I said, no. You mean your husband? And this is a guy who would, when he greets me, but da da daddy. I said, he's coming. I said, okay, let I said, if I run away, you still meet me one day. I'd rather be beaten in the house than on the street. <laughs> so I told my young brother, I said, yeah, that manga is coming. Oh, see now I'm mentioning names. I said, he's coming now here. I've been told he's coming for some beating. So now I don't know to you, Hammer sometimes. He's coming and he makes sure you open the door when he comes. I went in the bedroom, I blasted tongues, and I got a bottle of oil, anointing oil. I said, Daddy, today. And you see, this guy is huge, bigger than him. <laughs> Body like I'm afraid, but tall. Like us. So I said, That one, if he lands one, you really thank God. <laughs> so I, I drank oil, I said, Lord, empower me like David. <laughs> so then I heard the knock. Bam, bam. I said, this knock is the one. <laughs> so now, how do I come out of the bedroom? I said to myself. <sighs> so I, my brother opened. Come in. Come. Then I just said, where is pastor? He said, oh, he's coming. So my young brother came and knocked. My heart was pumping. I was sweating as a man of God. <laughs> I was, I was, my heart was... <laughs> And I was well dressed that if he pulls one will tear, another one will remain. I wore inside the shirt and the trousers, a jean for that matter. I said, whatever will be, will be. And I made sure my key to the bedroom was inside and the door was wide open. In case I need to do the Jesus well, the Bible said Jesus passed in the middle of them and left. <laughs> I let the scripture must work. So I came out. And when I came out, I went where he was seated and looked him in the face. I said, how are you? Is everything okay? Are you okay? I looked him in the face and inside the anointing I drank was working. He says, we are okay, but things are not okay. I said, what is the matter, sir? Huh? What's happening now? You know God loves you. <laughs> you know God loves you. What's happening? You people, God loves you. Eh? Is it your wife again? What is the problem now? <laughs> I sat down. I said, hey, talk to me. No, you see, Pastor, hey, well, you need to talk to this woman. She doesn't know how to talk. Hey, what? Say, close your eyes, let's pray. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, don't, go, go fix your eyes on Jesus. Because here, I didn't want to go into physical explanations or else what he needed to do, the beating was going to be activated. I said, close your eyes and we'll pray. I said, close the, we'll pray. I said, kneel down. 
The one who came to beat me. I said, now, yeah, Jesus is waking. I said, Father, I paralyze powers of darkness here. Whatever is bringing confusion on this couple, even in this man, Lord, you have called him. He's anointed to save and he's been helping me in ministry. Lord, whatever devil out in Jesus' name, I release power that makes things work. And I started praying in his brain because his business one time was failing and I prayed and he started with I said, Father, we prayed for his business and I stepped in there. Lord, you opened the door. Oh, God. <laughs> You see, if you don't want the devil to deal with you, remind the devil what, God, what you did for God. Amen. I pray when we finished, he got up and sat. He said, see, Pastor, you need to pray for us. Because when I came here, I even told my wife, we know where I'm going. I didn't come properly, but I feel at peace. I said, I understand you. In my heart, I said, see, Jesus. This is, here. this is mighty deliverance. <laughs> As if that was not enough, one day I'm in the service. Pow, seated in church. We had just built a building. We moved from where we were. We went to church. We had built and there was no, we had put a roof, no windows, no doors. It was just open windows, no window frames and everything. And I sat inside. I was there, like my office in a corner. And I'm inside the church. Bam, I look, someone is entering. And I look, a woman, I mean naked. During the day, this is not in a dream, real life, enters. Quah. What prayer do you pray? Ah. I just looked at her and I said, what is happening here? Ah. I got up and I went, I went and stood outside. Now I started looking for you. And, there was, and you see the way we had built, where we built? It was in the middle like a bush. Now, even if people find you there now, what is this? I said to myself, I said, what? I ran to the road, looked for someone, I found a woman at the next church near, but I said, come and see what is here. This woman had come all the way and went in the toilet and took off clothes and came inside. I found my wife, my wife came, this one came, and prayed for her and other people came. He said, let's drop her by the roadside. We are going, they start saying, this is my husband. Pastor Shkapwa, those two children, he's the father. This is a mad girl, mad girl, mad, as mentally disturbed. Ah. So now, then he asked her, where did you know? Because I don't know, I've never seen To a new papa radio. Because <laughs> I was on a radio program. I listened to you on the radio. And this woman we took her to say, she always talks about, she says she has radio on radio. But this woman has had issues. And I realized why me? You see, when you lose focus, because that was meant to come and distract me. But every time you face a challenge, remember that Jesus is the source. I told my wife, I said, look, this one, there's something that the devil is after. After that Sunday, we're in church, we're coming greeting people. Hello, you know in Zambia, we greet people. Hello, 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 hello. One, and that girl comes and greets, greets. Then you know there are those who want to be, want to, then this one comes and wants to kiss me in front of the church. Ah. I said, ah, what is it? What, what, what? He said, for love. I said, for love, for what? <laughs> I'm standing next to my wife. For love. I said, for love, for what? They called the deacon and said, deacon has come here. Get this one. Take her to the office. Quickly, quickly, take her there. 
when they took her there, then she starts to explain. She says, we came for you. We've been after you because of your evangelism. You drove to Lusaka. We meant to have a, You were supposed not to come back. You needed to die. I said, what do you mean? Then he says, didn't you have a tire problem? Ah! I had goosebumps. Because when I was going, I had a tire problem. Before I left, I had a tire problem. I had to buy two tires just for me to go back. And you see, poverty is bad. Because even if they managed to buy tires, I had to go. So my guest was going to be in my lack of money. So if I decided by fire by force, we are going, I anoint these tires. The man was going to have an accident. And the woman says, it is you we came from. And we've been on you, but you've resisted us. So I started counting the things that were happening. Why am I referring to that? Every time there's a storm, learn to keep your focus on Jesus. Some of you, that may not be what the devil will do. It can just be taking, as long as he would want to sway you away. And the moment he takes you away, you will begin to sink. But I declare in the name of Jesus that you will overcome every challenge. I said you overcome every challenge. If you believe, say, I believe. You will overcome. You will not sink in the name of Jesus. After those trials, the church grew. Then we knew the devil was after the growth of the church. I declare every time you take a step, doors will open for you. Increase is coming to you. I said increase is coming to you. If you believe, say, I believe. And stand to your feet and we're going to pray. Don't be afraid of storms. Don't be afraid of challenges. Don't be afraid of problems. They prepare. Just take the step and keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Whether it's academically, don't cancel a course because they have, the principal is calling you to say you did submit on time. Come, I think we are putting you on observation. Keep your eyes on Jesus and stay focused. Just lift your hands and we're going to pray. Say, Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus grant me the grace, grant me the grace to, step out in faith, to step out in faith. In the name of Jesus, in the name of remove, Jesus every fear, remove every fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of stepping out. Give me faith to step out. Give me faith to do the impossible. Give me faith to believe you are God of miracles. Father, help me to stay focused. Help me to fix my eyes on you, Jesus. Remove every distraction. Lord, as I face challenges, as I face opposition, as I face the problems of life, help me to keep my eyes on Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Just take a minute and talk to him now. Go ahead and talk to Jesus. Go ahead and talk to him right now. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead. Kamande Badusa. Bande Karabadusa. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus 
that you help us to get out of the boat. That we will not, oh God, be stuck. That, Lord, we will not sit because of safety and security, but we will step out in faith and believe God that we will do the impossible. We pray in the name of Jesus. That, Lord, help us to walk in the miraculous. Help us to trust you for the impossible. We believe you for healing. We believe you for deliverance. We believe you for open doors. Help us to take that step of faith. Help us to take that step, oh God, that changes things in our families and in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we give you praise and we give you glory. Be magnified right now in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, we pray with thanks.